Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Oh, I can't wait to talk with her. I'm going to admit right now, like, and I'm sure many, many of you would say the same thing. I'm just financially illiterate. You know, I just do my thing and uh, hope for the best in terms of investments or saving money. Well, she's the money coach. And if you find yourself in a challenging situation, you got stuff going on, your job is crazy, your boss is not uh, the most fabulous person to work with, you're dealing with a landlord, you got all these bills coming up. How do you deal with all that? It's called the Forget You program. That's one of many that she offers. Rhonda Cobb, the money coach, is here. Rhonda, welcome. How are you? Thank you. I am great. I'm so glad to be here. We need you. (laughs) We really do today. Um, I want to get right into this program because I'm scanning it on your website and uh, it's it's already resonating, this one particular program. What, what is the Forget You program? Well, the Forget You program is our answer to, as you, you alluded to, you know, what happens if your job is just this stress-filled quagmire? You know what I mean? The bosses from the depths of you-know-where. Gotcha. Or maybe your landlord isn't the best landlord in the world, um, or you've got other, you know, roommate issues or something, and you have to start asking yourself, should I stay or should I go? Obviously, for your peace of mind, you're going to want to go, but are you going to be able to be financially ready to say, forget you, I don't work here anymore, I don't live here anymore? I'm not taking your abuse anymore. And so that's why we called it the Forget You program, because it puts you in a position where you're free to walk away if or when you have to. And let's face it, about 70% of U.S. millennials and 63% of all U.S. adults live paycheck to paycheck. If you're stuck in a situation where you really want to say forget you, you're going to be stuck until you get out of that paycheck to paycheck habit. And so we like to offer people the opportunity to break these generational cycles of living paycheck to paycheck and accumulating enough resources that money isn't your number one stressor or your number one cause for arguments with your roommates or your significant other or your spouse. Hmm. It is it is a challenge to get to that point, I know, but what are some of the things that will enable us to get out of the, uh, if you will, crappy situation we might be in? Well, some of the things, you know, I was talking to a friend and so just off the cuff, we were on a Zoom meeting and you know, just talking. And so I just popped up with a list. I said, if you're stuck in a terrible situation, you need just a couple things. Well, okay, fine. You know, you need savings of at least three months of rent because you have to have your first, your last, and your security deposit. And then for backup, you want to have one credit card with a zero balance. And you keep that credit card in a locked place and you don't use it. That's your backup card for emergency. And then you want to have a 740-plus credit score. And 740 is the magic number. 
Um, obviously, you're going to need a job or some sort of steady income. And the last thing you need is just a little bit of backbone. You need a determination to go forth and live better. And when you get fed up enough, you find out that you've got more backbone than you thought you had. Hmm. I believe the credit score confuses a lot of people. So could we focus on that for just a moment? Now, a 740 or over a 740, um, that's, a, it's, that's, that's I, I think they label that as good, not very good, but good. Is that right? 740 tends to be right on the verge of very good. Um, and only about 35% of people have a score that high. So you can see from that alone that if you've got 10 people in the room with you and only three of them have a, a credit score above 740, that the other seven of us have a little bit of work we need to do. Um, and the reason that 740 is the magic number to me, a few years ago, um, a big credit score reporting company <laughs> did a survey or they did like a data search of their people, their enrollees. And they found that people that had a credit score over 740 spent, are you ready for this? $46,000 less in interest payments alone. And that's only on one mortgage, one credit card, and one loan, which it's just said a $25,000 loan, so I assumed it was a car loan. But if you don't have a 740 credit score, you get chipped. You don't get speedy lease approval. You don't get the better credit. You don't get the better interest rates. You don't get the better deals. And sometimes you don't get the new job. So that's why I call 740 the magic number. Wow. Um, questions here. When it comes to the score... What are we going by? Because there are various credit reporting agencies. I know for my own, I I subscribe to or I have I pay very little, like ten dollars a month um, for Experian. And the reason I have it is I wanted a layer of security due to some issues. So with that, I I, I lock my credit and I can open it up whenever I want. Um, maybe there's a free way to do that, but this this seemed to be you know, logical. Um, when we say credit score, what, what are we meaning by that? Well, the credit score is this magic number that companies like Experian and there are two other big companies that everybody knows, um, you know, they use a formula. Now, here's where it gets really wonky. Mm -hmm. That's a technical term that us money coaches use. <laughs> I, I know the term well. <laughs> yes, it's a little wonky. Each one of those three uses a slightly different scoring mechanism. Yeah. So if you get um, a report with your score from each of the three, the scores are not going to match. Don't panic. That's normal. It's totally normal because each one uses a different formula. And each formula looks at do you pay everything on time? Do you have a good mix of, you know, debt? I guess, if you want to call it. It's kind of like your debt reporting scorecard. Um, you know, if you have no debt whatsoever, you probably don't have a credit score at all. Um, do, do you 
um, have large balances on your credit cards in comparison to the credit limit. How long have you had a credit report going on? So if you're 18 or 19 years old, your score is going to tend to be a little bit lower even if you've done everything right than it is if you're 28 and you've had credit going since you were 18. So they, they look at all those things and, you know, then they put it all in their little formula, which they don't share with anybody. And that's how they come up with the score. Wow. Do they average it? You know, is it no. average at some point? And who's looking at what? So, for example, my experience score might be different than the TransUnion score. Um, you know, whoever's looking at it, maybe a, a car leasing company or whatever. Um, they There are some places that will take a composite score. Usually that involves applying for a mortgage. Everybody else, they sort of have their favorite. Um, like if you're, you know, going for a car or something, they tend to have, they just pull one because they only have to pay for one. Um, and they know how that one works and the way it looks and they know what they're looking for. So they've got their criteria already set, you know, how long have you been on the job? What's your credit score? What's your income? How much are you looking to borrow? They've got that already set. That's why there's somebody that pretty much specializes in that kind of stuff at almost every car dealership in the United States. Um, so when you go for a car and you're thinking that the person that's telling you, you know, about your credit and your ability to be financed is is all just some flunky, that's probably not the case. It's probably somebody that's been highly trained and they know exactly what they're looking at and they know exactly what they're looking for. Gotcha. And the only way to up your game is to up your game. And believe me, the credit score can typically be called a game. Painful because it's everything. <laughs> it's, it's... <laughs> but you don't have to have it be painful. You can enroll the Forget You program and learn how to make it a game and how to win the game. Uh, love that. You know what? We're already getting instant feedback. And by the way, you can reach us instantfeedbacksteve at gmail.com. Mike in Tampa, Florida. And he's talking about uh, credit cards. So he says, I own a business and use two credit cards to buy services. Each balance is typically about $15,000 after I make payments every month. The cards are for business only and in my name and under my social security number. I know that's damaging my credit score. Can I use cards strictly under my business and not connected to my social? Yes. If your business has been in um, existence long enough and you run your business without using a social, you have what's called an EIN. Um You'll probably need to get your business credit card from the bank where you do your business banking. You're going to need to give them a couple or three years of tax returns for your business. Um, there'll be a lot of, you know, things that they're going to want from you, but you can definitely transfer, you know, transition to a business-only credit card. Um, they'll probably still look at your personal credit score, but they will start building um, a business credit score that way. Um, my suggestion hmm. to you is you get some of that debt paid down. And that will, the more you pay it down, the better your score looks. 
Yeah. So it, before you even go to apply, let's let's apply some credit score gaming and let's build up the score before we go to try to make the transition. So it looks like he has a balance after he makes payments. So business wise, it sounds like he's 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 floating about fifteen or thirty thousand if to he says two cards um, after he makes a payment or makes payments every month. Um, a final question for Mike here uh, for me is that after he uses his EIN number on the credit cards, get some new ones, is it connected to his personal? It sounded like it, it might still be. How does that work? It might be in the short term. Um, but businesses, once they start to get bigger, they also have a, um, you know, like a business credit rating that doesn't run, you know, in the same line as your personal credit rating. Where you're going to get nailed on that still being on your personal credit score is if you personally guarantee that credit card. And you may be required to do that for the first two or three years of that card. Wow. All right. But I want to ask him to explore other options for that money. If he can't pay that off and he's using that to grow his business, I think he can get money cheaper elsewhere. Because your credit, your your interest rate on those credit cards, that's, that's high money. Um, you're spending a lot of money on interest, which you should also be deducting from your taxes. It should be going through on your business taxes. But I think you could look at going to the bank and figuring out with your banker how to get that money for cheaper. Hmm. What if, what if the credit cards he has now aren't charging interest? He just, as long as he makes the minimum payment and uh, he's just floating that, that, that credit, um, obviously not doing him justice on his credit score, but he's able to, you know, float that credit for a little bit longer. I'm not saying this is the best scenario, but in that situation, he's not getting hit with those finance charges. Oh, well, if he's not paying interest on those cards, then by all means, you know, just just recognize that the day will come when that free interest oh, yeah. ends. <laughs> and, and like so many of us have done, uh, <laughs> we just roll it over to another card that has no interest for a period of time. And if you've got the credit score to do that, that's great. But pretty soon, you know, um, the uh, the boot has to hit the rock, and you need to pay that down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, interesting. Okay, so back to the, if you will, the fu program, the forget you program, the the, ni- <laughs> the nicer way to say it. Uh, what are some of the other things that uh, you suggest and you can help people out with? Well, the Forget You program is pretty comprehensive. So if you're young and you think, why didn't they teach me this stuff in school? This is it. This is your school. Um, and if you're not young and you've got some debt and your credit score is not the 740 magic number and you want to learn to do better and go better, this is it. This is the program. It's everything you always wanted to know about money management, but were afraid to ask. And we just finished a, a huge overhaul. Um, we used to do the program bit by bit over the phone. You had to take time. Now it is all online. It's 
on demand. It's available 24-7. There's a little test at the end, and you get a certificate of financial literacy when you're done. Wow. Uh, school is in session. <laughs> Interesting. I, I know. But I love that it's all online, and you get, you know, um, you get all this stuff. And then when I was recording the lessons, I was like, oh, my God, to throw something else in. And I kept adding more value to it. Because I, I was like, well, you know what? People are going to want to know this. Oh, well, what if? And so I went on um, and added a lot to it. I even included um, basic things like how to look at insurance. What's the most important kind do you buy? How to buy a car? Um, I, I mean, I took it from A to Z. Everything I could think of that was involved in money management um, I put it in there, except for things you can lose money on. I did not address stocks, bonds, or mutual funds. How did you all begin this, Rhonda? Where did it begin for you, your your affinity for uh, money, financial, and helping people? Well, <laughs> I had my own little forget-you moment. Mm. I, I took a job. As a matter of fact, the last corporate job I ever took. I took a job as a national sales manager. I was coming out of a job as a VP of sales. I was on the board of directors. And um, I took a little, you know, hiatus. And then I took another job as a national sales manager. I was doing very well for them. I turned that company from the red to the black. I traveled all over. I mean, five and sometimes six days a week, I was on the road. And one day, the owner's brother invited me on a date. Well, there were only two problems with that. I wasn't interested, and I was still married. Other than that, was a great idea. Within a few days, my car left me stranded at the side of the road, so I got a new car. About two days after I got a car, they fired me for insubordination because I didn't ask permission to get a new car. And I said no to the owner's brother. And I just looked at him and went, okay, well, forget you. You're a lot. Walked out the door, got my brand new car, drove home. And by the time I got home, I had started my consulting business. And that was more than 15 years ago. <laughs> Why, I'm confused here. Why weren't you allowed, if you will? To buy a car? Uh, I, I loud I was. It was the fact I didn't ask him for permission. Why? Well, I, that, that's my point. Why do you have to ask for permission so you can buy a car? Well, that's where you get to that boss from the depths of you know where. He just had a little control issue. Wow. Oh. Yep. oh. <laughs> I have no words. Does, did, did you have to give him a, a schedule when you were going to the bathroom on a daily basis? Um. I think they were watching that on hidden cameras. Unbelievable. <laughs> wow. Yep. It, yep. It, it, it was time to go. Definitely was time to go. He did oh, your it favor. Be, it was beyond time to go. It was literally so bad that when I would go to the trade shows to represent the company, there was a betting pool on how long I would last. <laughs> wow. Jeez. There's all types of people out there, and uh, you know, as, as the more and more I, uh, I I speak with them, I learn. Like people like you, uh, that what what others deal with in the uh, in the workplace. Well, yeah, but again, yeah. your boss did you a favor. 
because it started yes. on another path. Um, so back to the Forget You program. Uh, what will somebody wind up with? They, they join the program. Uh, typically, how long are they in the program for? Well, we leave the program open for six months, but I don't expect them to take that long to go through the classes. Um, and at the end, our customers or our clients, on average, see a 60 to 80 point increase in their credit score, a reduction in their debt, and now they know what they didn't know before. So the word financial illiteracy becomes financial freedom. Uh, and I can't tell you how often I hear back from them after the fact. I'm so relieved. I'm shopping for a house. I've never had a new car before. You know, all the good things that you get when you get yourself a little bit more organized. Mm. And all you have to do to do that is take control. You just have to say, I've had it with this. I don't want to feel squeezed. I don't want to feel trapped. I want to feel in control of at least this part of my life. And once you do that, it's so relieving. Once I got out of that high-stress job, I was like, a different person because I didn't have to feel like I was being abused every day. And when people put their financial houses in order, so to speak, it's one less thing to worry about. Yeah, you have to maintain it, but you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to lose sleep. And the one thing I want everybody to know is I made the Forget You program so easy that you don't have to be good at math. So don't well, I can't do that because I'm not good at math. You can do it. All you have to do is choose to do it. You don't have to be good at math to spend less than you make. You don't have to be good at math to save a little bit every single week. You don't have to be good at math to play the credit score game and win. You just don't. It's, and all the things you need are in the program. I even made automatically calculating sheets so that you can make a budget and it does the math for you. And what would you say, Rhonda, is the one of the number one number one things that people make mistakes at financially? I think they assume they have more time than they really do. You know, if I had known in my 20s what I know now, I would have a much bigger retirement fund. Um, and I would have said, forget you to that boss a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... You know, I think that's one of the things that people, um, they'll look back and they'll regret. Um, sometimes I get a client that, you know, they're pushing 60 or even a little bit more. And they're, they're like, I am so tired of working. I want to retire. I want to spend time with my kids, my grandkids, my dog, my spouse, whatever it is they want to do. And you look at their financial picture, and they can't. They're mm. trapped. They're going to have to work until they're 70 yeah. because they didn't address these issues soon enough. So I say to them and I say to everybody listening, just start where you are. doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how much money you make. What matters is what you do with the money you make. And you make the choice to get started right away. 
that's what matters. And those little changes, those small changes that you make, make such a big difference down the road. You know, Absolutely. Even a couple of tweaks on your credit score. I mean, I just checked my app while we're talking and I went up 12 points. Yay. <laughs> like, okay, fabulous. Um, but I still got more to go uh, where I where I feel I, I should be or need to be. Uh, but that's why you're there. You're there to help us do that. Uh, do you have a free consult if somebody wants to see if it's a right fit or it's in alignment with what they're trying to achieve? Absolutely. All you have to do is go to the website, um, rcmoneycoach.com, and you can find little buttons on almost every page of the website that says, you know, contact us or grab a free consultation, um, and we'll... We'll talk to people one-on-one because everybody has a slightly different situation. Sure. Yeah. At the very bottom of the first page of the website, there's a yellow button that says explore the options, free chat. That's the link to my calendar. Um, Just fill it in. You get your free 15 minutes. um, And we can find out, is the Forget You program right for you? Or do you need something different? Um, It's not the only program we offer, but it is a fabulous place to start, especially if you feel like, I just don't know what I just don't know, so I just can't do what I really want to do. It starts with the phone call, the chat. And and I know from your experience, somebody could rattle off a few things in probably three minutes, and you're going to have a pretty good grip on where they're at financially, at least a starting point. Um, what's your website, Rhonda? It's rcmoneycoach.com. RC, like Rhonda Cobb, rcmoneycoach.com. I love the uh, the Forget You program. It says a lot, and uh, there's a lot of things we, we need to forget. I'm glad you forgot about your boss back in the day. <laughs> and uh, I don't even remember his name anymore. Good for you. Yeah, I, there's there's a few I'd have to think. I've I've kind of uh, blocked them out after the the years. I'd have to think back what their names are. Um, but that's just one of many programs that you offer, and you offer help with money management, medical debt reduction. Love to talk about that at some point. Even retirement plans, insurance, and and all that. Uh, appreciate you being here today, Rhonda. Learn a lot. Thank you. Well, we can talk about medical debt next week. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thanks again. Thank you. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I liked things to always be the same. Anything new or different would scare and upset me. I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. It was almost like I had bigger eyes and ears than everyone else. So I built secret hiding places where nothing could get in. I didn't like looking people in the eye. It made me feel uncomfortable. I'd throw big tantrums over little things like when my socks didn't match. Sometimes I'd do the same things over and over until one day I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org slash signs.
Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council.